Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're broadcasting this week from the Pater Familias Department here at Car Talk Plaza. Hmm. You know, we thought since we defamed the honor of our sainted mother a few weeks ago on Mother's Day, it's only fair to do similar damage to the reputation of our late father, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know... Yeah, it, it's uh, <laughs> it's always hard to come up with little stories, but I it is that that, <laughs> that don't let out too many family secrets. <laughs> but I was remembering recently that that uh, you know, Dad drove a truck his whole life, you know, and from if yes. I think he was a licensed driver for like seventy seven years, <laughs> and before he drove a truck, he drove a team of horses. Yeah, and he was very proud of the fact that he knew how to get anywhere from anywhere from anywhere yeah. exactly and i remember one day it was a sunday dinner at at at, uh, at their house at mom and dad's house and we were you know engaged in the usual banter and our brother-in-law joe asked dad how to get someplace and he said hey dad he said do you know how to get to clinton dad says clinton mass he says yeah clinton mass now, I knew right off he didn't know how to get there. <laughs> and he started to rub his with Clinton, Clinton. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> and, he said, and he says, and the first thing he says is, what the hell do you want to go out there for? <laughs> What's in Clinton anyway? Now, he figures if he can talk him out of going out there. You wouldn't have to tell him how to do it. <laughs> and Joe says, oh, no, it's a job interview. You know, it could be a very good job. And he says, oh, geez, Clinton, he rubs his chin a little more. And, and then he finally says, uh. Which way is your car pointing? <laughs> that was always, always the question. Always the Which point. way is your car pointing? Stalling for time. We do the same thing, I guess. Right? What color is the car? We must have inherited that from Dad. <laughs> and I think at some point somebody said, you don't know where Clinton is. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and then he had a good laugh. <laughs> but, you know, he... he uh he was always quick with a a, a, a quip or something that you, you came like out of the blue, and I and my wife reminded me the other night that that her brother Claude uh, was a big hunter, you know, and he was very proud of the fact that almost every year he used to to a bag a deer, and he had a place in upstate New York, a little cabin, and he'd go yeah. up there with a bunch of his buddies, and they flush a few deer out, and and he decided one Christmas that he was gonna he was gonna provide. Oh yeah, Christmas dinner. He was going to bring a couple of big venison roasts, right? You know, so he he shows up, and of course he's going to cook everything. And he 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 puts the venison in the oven, and he stuffs this garlic cloves in, and he makes everything. He makes the roasted potatoes, and and he uh, does the squash and the whole bit. And we're all sitting down enjoying. It was quite delicious. We're enjoying this wonderful Christmas dinner, and he's telling Dad, you know, he said, you know, we're we're all sitting here. He said uh, we're enjoying this wonderful dinner. He said didn't really cost very much at all. And Dad said, well, yes, when you figure the $8,000 you spent for the rifles and $60,000 for the cabin. He says, I guess you're right. It is pretty, pretty, pretty cheap. And he says, and Claude says, no, no, no. He says, the way I figure it, he says, we're, we're pretty much eating, uh, you know, we're eating this meal for about a dollar a piece. And Dad says, well, that's a pretty good dough for a buck. <laughs> anyway, give he us love a, the play on words. He did. Anyway, give us a call if you have a question about your car or some advice that your father gave you. Our number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, it's Lori from Grand Canyon, Arizona. From where? Grand Canyon, Arizona. That's an address, huh? That's a city? Uh, it's the edge of the Grand Canyon. The edge. Which edge? The South Rim. The South, the South Rim. So you live right there? I do. You, you're one of those people that take, you don't take the donkeys down the, <laughs> the down the canyon, do you? No, no, only hiking. Oh, so, oh, so really? do, do you work at the park? I do. I'm a park ranger here. How far down is it? Well, to the bottom, it's about 10 miles, 5,000 foot drop. Yeah, what? well, it depends if you're falling or, or walking. It's, it's, Preferably you're walking. If you're walking, it's 10 miles. If you're falling, it's a mile, right? <laughs> it's a lot quicker. Wow. Anyway, what's, what's up? What's going on? Well, I've got a 93 Toyota Tercel. It's got 159,785 miles. Good. Black interior, no air conditioning, but it's a really good car. Sure. Although a week ago, I heard this clunk, 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 clunk in the front passenger side of the car so i stopped and under what circumstances um i was doing about 65 the speed limit yeah. on the way to flagstaff uh -huh. 90 miles away and you suddenly heard boom 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 yes okay well 
the month prior, I'd heard a very soft blum, 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 blum. But nobody, even my husband, could figure out what it was. Ah, okay. So now it turned into a big clunk, 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 clunk. So I turned and hobbled home. Yeah. And my husband jacked the car up and, and took a look for me. Ah. And he comes in and says, honey, I know what's wrong. It's the dynamic damper. And I was like, what are you talking about? It sounded like a joke. And sure <laughs> enough, he goes out and he hacksaws this rubber steel donut thing off the car and brings it into me. And huh? he says, I fixed the problem. I took off this damper, which he tells me is on the drive shaft to cut down the vibration or road noise or something. And it had gotten loose because it's old and it's flailing around, hitting the CV boot and all that stuff. So he cuts it off. Mm-hmm. And here it is in my hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so my question is, is this supposed to be back on the car? I've got to drive after this call to Phoenix to catch a plane. So I've got to drive five hours in that old Toyota without this donut thing. Look, Laurie, if you had a nickel for every part that had fallen off this car <laughs> without your knowledge, yeah. you'd be able to buy a new one. The, oh. the piece, What that piece is... It, it it fits around the the axle shaft, and it is like a a balancing weight. So and, and it's designed because that that axle, the right hand axle, I believe, is longer than the left hand axle, and it start, would start to whip. You know, it, it would yeah. actually bend at high speeds, and this this thing was put on it to to minimize that. Okay. And I think what you were hearing was that thing coming apart. Your husband was exactly right. That was it was pretty good. That he <laughs> I cut like this it. thing off. Yeah. Well, when in doubt, Uh-oh. remove it. That's what the doctors <laughs> do, right? <laughs> You know, right, so, like a gallbladder. <laughs> so, the, so the, do you have you driven it at high speed since then? We did just to see if I would live on my journey, and it didn't shake or anything. No, I mean, at at this point in the car's life, there's enough other stuff going on that it, that <laughs> subsumes the vibration that you yeah. might be getting from not having this piece on there. Okay, so I, I wouldn't. No, it's but perfectly there's no safe. noise anymore. Yeah, no more noise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he got rid of the noise. There's no question about it. It's perfectly safe, and you can live. In fact, a lot of the rebuilt axles come through without that thing. Well, he was right. He was right. He was oh, he? no. He was Uh-oh. right on top of the situation. Have we created some kind of a, a domestic problem here? Or well, you... no, it's just if you had told me that it wasn't safe, then I could have taken his 2003 Toyota Tacoma with air conditioning and satellite radio to Ah, if... it's not safe. No. <laughs> No, no, this is bad, bad idea. No, I wouldn't drive this car because the one on the other side, which it doesn't have, could go. Right, right. Okay, so I'm safe and I can drive the junker. But five year, five hours is a very long ride. It is. There was a Freudian slip. It's going to seem like five years. In your car. Five years. <laughs> yeah, I, I would take his car if you can if you can weasel it out of him. I'll do my best. Yeah, tell him. You know, I talked to the car talk guys and. They're pretty sure it's okay, but they're, they they're were kind not of 100% waffling. sure, and they suggested I I might want to try going in another car if there is another car. And I told them you had a car that I might be able to borrow, and you could drive this clunker for a couple of days. Yeah. Good luck, Laurie. Thanks so much, you, guys. You're going to need it. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Boy, oh, boy. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Reed. I'm calling from New York. Hi, Reed. Hey, Reed. What's, uh, what's going on? I'm calling about a truck I've got on Cuddyhunk Island in your fair state of Massachusetts. Ah. It's a 1994 Mazda pickup truck with four-wheel drive. It gets about 200 miles worth of driving a year. Ah. And, uh... About every two weeks, I have to put a cup of hydraulic steering fluid into the car. I don't find it leaking anywhere. As I turn the wheel all the way from left to all the way to right and all the way to left and back and forth, I get no drippage. Mm-hmm. There's only about half a mile of paved road on Cuddy Hunk. Yeah. Um, there's no garage up there, no mechanic, no gas station. Yeah. It, it's a little off the beaten path. So how many times a season are you topping up your PS fluid? Ah, uh, about every two weeks, so that's uh, oh, three months, uh, two weeks. And how much you is know. it taking every two weeks? How much? About, about a cup. About a cup. About so a I, cup. I, yeah, half a pint. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the car isn't getting very many miles in those two weeks. Well, you know, this thing has rack and pinion steering, I believe, and and it has uh, seals that you know where, where the where the the rack goes through the housing, and it's possible. That that it's leaking there, 
And if it were leaking there, you probably wouldn't notice it. It may be filling up the bellows. There's a there's a bellows that prevents dirt and whatever from getting onto the rack and pinion. I wouldn't be surprised if you stuck up uh, uh, an awl or something into that bellows, that pints of power steering fluid wouldn't come <laughs> pouring out. Have a suitable clean vessel prepared. You can collect this fluid and put, put it, it back. back in the cans. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> but I, I think that's where the fluid's going. It really can't be going much of any place else. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think it's worth fixing because you only drive the thing, you know, a few miles a year. That's that's right. Yeah, and let those let, now that when you put the holes in there, that stuff will drip out and oil those dirt roads on the island. <laughs> yeah, right. There you It'll go. It'll cut okay. down public works expenditures. <laughs> Good luck, Reed. Okay, thank you. Drive carefully. Thanks for your thank call. Thank you. Hey, do you know what time it is? Time to put the mattress seat covers on the MG? No, 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 no. It's time to play Stump the Chump! This is the part of the show where we dig up a call from a previous show to see if they took our advice. And how far over the cliff they went with it. <laughs> so uh, who's our lucky player this week? It's Katie from Philadelphia. Remember Katie? Uh, no, remind me. <laughs> Katie called us a couple of weeks ago. She had just bought a 99 Subaru Legacy Outback from a used car lot, and she was already starting to regret it. Ah, uh, yes. When you shift into drive from park or from reverse, and you press on the gas, the engine will rev. And it won't engage immediately. Oh. So I'll be revving the engine for a little while, and all of a sudden it'll engage and it'll go forward. Boom. And Boom. this is an issue because I live in Philadelphia and I have to parallel park all the time. So ah. if you have it um, in drive and all of a sudden you have the gas pedal pressed in a bit, yeah. you lunge into the car in front of you. Has so, it been doing this since you bought it? Um, it's been doing it since about a week after I bought it. And I took it back to the dealership. Yeah. And. Um, what they did is they flushed the transmission fluids because they talked to the Subaru dealership and they said that this has been an issue before. Um, yeah, and they flushed it because they wanted to take the sawdust out <laughs> before you bought it because they figured if, if someone else took it apart, they yeah. wouldn't want any evidence of the sawdust in there. You know, They're waiting for me Not to that there's anything in. wrong with it. I mean, sawdust says... Sawdust works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works for about a week. So, All right. So, so, actually, so what do we tell Katie anyway? Well, we told her that the transmission was, as we say, schiavoted. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and that she should take it to an actual Subaru dealer and get an estimate and then hurry back to the used car lot with that estimate before they closed up and moved away somewhere. <laughs> Let's see what happened. Katie, are you there? Yep, this is me. Look, before you fill us in, we have not spoken since your last appearance on Car Talk. Is that true? That is true. And the answer you're about to give us has not been influenced by our staff, the staff of NPR, or by the half ton of sawdust that we sent to you. <laughs> it is not. So, Katie, did you bring it to the Subaru dealer? Yes, I did. And? And they laughed at me for buying the car first. Oh. We yes. didn't laugh, you, you'll notice. We didn't laugh. <laughs> yes, thanks for not laughing, guys. Um, there was much more than tr the transmission. The engine they ha has a noise, and they couldn't even identify. And they said that the only Subaru part on the car was um, the logo. So it was all junk parts. Oh. So they gave me an estimate, and it was something like $3,000 for a new transmission plus extra amounts for yeah. the new engine that they suggested. And um, <laughs> So it was like, what, $125,000? Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty much more than the value of the car that yeah. I initially bought it for. So I took it back to the dealership along with a, a memo from the Subaru dealership. and. Ah. And they actually, they were going to give me a new transmission and a new engine. And, and at that point, I said, just give me a new car. And they oh. did. Really? Yes. A Subaru, too? No, I got a Suzuki. Wait, this place where you bought the car, mm -hmm. was it a, a dealership no. or it was a used car? Lot? It was a used car dealership. But the Subaru, when I took it to the Subaru, Subaru dealership and I told them what dealership yeah. I got it from, they they told me that I should take it back. And they said it was a very reputable dealership. And yeah, they, they, they trusted them. They certainly were very reputable. I mean, <laughs> there aren't many Didn't places they... that would have easily done this for anyone. Yeah, yeah, well, you drive by tomorrow, and I'm sure you won't find them there anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the reason I followed you guys. They're in Tennessee now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I would say that, that did we give you good advice in your estimation? Yes, you did. Okay. 
And uh, so how's the Suzuki? You know, do we ask? It's awesome. It's a good, it's a really good car. It's, I don't know, we'll see, because it's a, um, what did you a buy? buyback what, car. Which, which kind of Suzuki is it? It's a 2006 Forenza. Forenza. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, that's cute. So it's a little bit different. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles of the Subaru, but... But it works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Katie, good luck. I'm glad yeah. you... guys, for all your help. two tries, but... <laughs> Very I'll good. Leave it to the keeper. All right. Hey, talk to you later. See ya. Thanks <laughs> for playing Stump the Chump. See ya. No problem. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. If you hear someone you'd like us to bring back for Stump the Chumps, email us your suggestion from cartalk.com. Uh, all right, look. Did you forget last week's puzzler? Yes, I did. <laughs> All's right with the world then. Great. Look, I'll refresh your memory. Please do. The puzzler took place in a setting that you should be familiar with, a, a world of shadowy sleazeballs where no one can be trusted. Oh, your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is a world of backstabbing and stopping at nothing to eliminate one's competition. Oh, the faculty club. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, maybe. No, but this puzzler takes place in the world of business or corporate America. And I'll be right back with the whole story. Plus, we'll have more of your car questions. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. She was my ride, and she never picked me up on time. And even though NPR complaint line operators lick their chops at the overtime they're about to rack up whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and, of course, the answer to last week's uh, scintillating puzzler. And uh, mm -hmm. this, this was a puzzler from corporate America sent in by someone named uh, Jenny Lubeck, I believe. Mm. Imagine this scene, if you will. A group of corporate bigwigs is sitting around a conference table discussing ways to boost the sales of some of their company's products. As you might expect, they debate the merits of several of the time-honored marketing measures, like lying, cheating, and false advertising. <laughs> but on this day, they're looking for something new, something fresh, you know, something different. Yeah, yeah. So they turn to a young junior exec, recently promoted from the ranks of the janitorial staff, a fellow named Schnurdling. And Schnurdling <laughs> says... Look, we have a product whose sales could be doubled. Oh, really, they say? Now very interested. Yans, says Schnurdling, all we need to do in order to double sales is to add one word to the directions written on the container. That will do it. Okay, so you have every, every product has instructions, right? Yeah. And I mentioned that this product is a common household item, something that lots of us use every day. And the question is, what could that word be? And what might the product be? So they're adding a word to the instructions. So the instructions is going to double sales? Yeah. What could that word be? Really? Well, I yeah. have no idea. Well, Louis actually came up with an answer that was different from mine. And my answer, and, and Jenny Lubeck's answer is the same. The word is repeat. Repeat what? Repeat. Like repeat after me. Or is, <laughs> if it was shampoo, it would say lather. Rinse and repeat. repeat. Aren't you going to use twice as much? Yes, you are. <laughs> Louis's word was unisex. Oh, excellent. Right? A product originally sold for men or women now can be sold to everyone, and that would double sales as well. But it's not technically in the instructions, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do we have a winner? Yeah, we do. The winner this week is Albert Ortiz from Tucson, Arizona. And for having his answer selected at random from among all the correct answers that we got... Albert is going to get a $26 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at cartalk.com, with which he can get a copy of Why You Should Never Listen to Your Father When It Comes to Cars. I should mention that this CD was created entirely from personal experience. Yeah, of our children. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have a brand new puzzler coming up in the third half of the show, so don't go pull your dandelions just yet. In the meantime, if you have a question about your car, Give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Mark from Charleston, West Virginia. Hey, and Mark, how are you? I am, I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good, good. What's going on? 
I am actually going to see if you guys can help me figure out why my car is trying to hurt me and, <laughs> and uh, what my symptoms are. Um, uh, in the morning when I start it, um, I can't take off. If I put it in reverse to, to get out of the driveway, it'll stall until I give it plenty of time to warm up. But even once it's warm, it'll um, stall out if I'm pulling out of a out of a parking lot or if I'm stopped in traffic and I have to start again. Um, it, it really sputters and, and refuses to move for three or four seconds, and, and it always seems to be when there's a car coming at my side. Mm-hmm. And it also gets absolutely horrible gas mileage. It's um, 1996 Ford Contour, um, four-cylinder, and I'll probably get between 10 and 15 miles a gallon. And huh. when, once the thing is warmed up, it's okay, huh, in, in, ter- in terms of the hesitation and all that? And well, the actually, one, even once it's warmed up, even once I've driven several miles, if I'm you know, stopped and I have to stop and go again, it will stall about a, a quarter of the time, and the other three times out of four, it will it will sputter and, and hesitate and um, and make people pretty angry. And how long has it been doing this? Probably about um, three or four months. Really? You're a patient guy, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I am actually an exterminator. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Oh, good. You had to exterminate this car right there. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you did open-heart surgery or something. (laughs) Well, thank goodness I have a a very functional work uh, vehicle, so (laughs) that's what I'm in most of the time. Well, my first feeling was that uh, if it's stalling out when you're trying to go, but not when it's just idling, that you probably have injectors whose spray pattern is not ideal because that would also explain the poor mileage if you're not atomizing the fuel correctly if it is if this if, if the injectors aren't spraying a nice atomized you know spray of fuel then it will diminish your mileage because that to a large extent determines how well the fuel gets combusted and it also uh, could make the mixture lean which would also contribute to stalling yeah you know so any one of how those... many miles on this car there are a hundred and thirty thousand miles uh-huh. but uh... I actually bought this car used and bought it from a school teacher who had had it and it was in immaculate condition. I bought it from her when I, uh, when it was about seventy thousand. And huh. um, Ford or not, it, it it runs really well most of the time. And, uh, and so you're at work right now. You work. Right, I hear birds in the background. Are you going to take care of them or what? I am in West Virginia, so <laughs> just about everywhere here is, is, is where you could hear birds. So, huh. so what, what do you primarily exterminate? I, I assume it's the it's in the insect population that you're working. Well, you know, yes, but now I've been asked if I have a license for two-legged pests, which ah. seem to be humans, but um, I haven't obtained, <laughs> haven't obtained that license yet. Yeah. Once I do, I'll be I'll be very wealthy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I, we, well, we know a few people we can take care of. <laughs> but I, I would I would say that you're going to have to take it someplace, and and uh, maybe maybe you can get something called a motor vac done to it. We have a machine at our shop which cleans the injectors. It, you know, there's no substitute for brand new injectors, but if you hook this machine up and and you run there's a solvent that runs through the injector rail and helps clean out some of the crud from the injectors and, right. you know all the varnishes and things that have accumulated over 130,000 miles it may be would it, would it possibly have anything to do with a vacuum leak somewhere that I would have to try to track down well it could except that yeah. usually a vacuum leak would cause it to stall at idle I'm, I'm assuming it runs fairly decently at idle that's correct I'm thinking it's injectors I would have to agree with my brother. Well, I knew that you guys were the experts, and before I go and pay anyone else, um, I would get <laughs> maybe a little humor, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah well, definitely, definitely good answers, I'm sure. Well, good luck, and I think I think you may, you may find out that the, the, uh, the motor vac might do the trick. Well, listen, thank you very much for your uh, for your show first, and then uh, also thank you for the uh, the information, and I will definitely get that done. Well, thanks, Mark. I, I, hope, that, I hope that you still like us after it doesn't work. Absolutely. <laughs> See you later. Right. Thank you so much. Take it easy. Bye-bye. 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 888-CAR-TALK, that's 888 He doesn't sound mean enough to be an exterminator. I mean, don't you have to, like... Well, I mean, he might yeah. be one of those easygoing guys who just likes to kill things. <laughs> <laughs> he may, you know, he may have a mean streak, you don't know. He he sounds like a nice guy, but you he never know. like a very nice guy. 888-CAR-TALK, that's 888 Hi, this is Dorian from Waterbury, Vermont. D-O-R... I E N N E. Oh my God! You got it. I've never heard that from, name before. It's it's. A Where did un- you get this name from? It's, well, I am named after my great grandmother Dora, but uh, my parents wanted to make it kind of interesting and exciting. So your last name is Gray, is it? My, no, my <laughs> no, <laughs> name's not Gray. All right. Where'd you say you're from? I'm from Waterbury, Vermont. So what's up? Well, 
I need to know if I broke my ignition, or if not my ignition. I'm trying to figure out if I broke the ignition in my boyfriend's car. Ah. And if I did, if I can fix it really quickly in the next couple of days before he comes before back. He, from oh, <laughs> what a tangled web oh, we weave. Boy. First of all, what kind of a car is it? It is a 96 Honda Civic. And? Okay. He is um, in India for three weeks right now, working, doing uh, volunteer work for Mother Teresa's uh, Missionaries of Charity or whatever the organization is. He's working in the hospital over there. And he needed to drive his car to the airport, and I couldn't bring him. So I, he drove his car, and then I rode my bike about 30 miles or so to, the air, to where he left his car to pick it up. Um, wow. I, yeah, I, we're all healthy up here. We all do a lot of exercise. You're a bunch of whack. Oh, no. I'm sorry. All right. So you ride your bike to the airport. And so I, I rode my bike up there, and I got, his, I got his keys. I started up the car. I drove it back home, and I had no problems um, at all. And I got in the car the next morning, uh-huh. and I realized I had left his keys in the ignition overnight. And I turned the car off, but he's one of those people, and we've had this argument many times, who has to have, like, 20 keys on his keychain and a carabiner and a bottle opener and whatever. Else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and exactly. Backpack. Oh, yeah, head. yeah. And now the key, the, the ignition won't turn at all. You you said the key won't even turn? It won't even turn. Will it sometimes, come out of the key of the slot? It'll come out of the ignition. Yeah. And sometimes I can get it to turn one slot just to get the radio on. Yeah. But it won't turn any further. And I've tried, like, jiggling the steering wheel and putting it out of gear and letting it sort of roll yeah. a little bit and then putting it back to see if maybe it was just locked, and I still can't get it to turn. Oh. And I'm worried that I broke it by leaving well, the really heavy keys in over No, you I didn't. think it's very unlikely okay. that you did anything wrong. Okay. You couldn't possibly have wrecked the ignition by leaving the key like that. And if, okay. he's, and if, and if he's the kind of guy that, that you suggest he is, I mean, he's doing this... Yeah, Mother, he tells he's doing this Mother, Mother Teresa, Teresa thing. thing. I mean, you he, sure he's not doing the he's done on the girls going wild. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> 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 he's, he's, either either if he is, he's, he's telling really great stories. Yeah. As far as I know, he's he's there with a group of college students that he's leading and yeah, yeah, sure, not, sure, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. Not, <laughs> he's a pretty good writer, so he might just be making stuff up. He may be making he's stuff really up. He may be on the girls going wild film crew. You never you never <laughs> yeah. know. But let's assume that everything is just as you say it. Is I, I I agree with Tommy. I don't think you did anything by leaving the key in overnight. Did you try moving the steering wheel a little bit as you try to turn the key? I tried moving the steering wheel before. I didn't try moving it as. Like I as turned. you're trying to turn the key, if you jiggle the, jiggle the wheel back and forth, it's gonna go right into start. Can you try it? Is the car nearby, or is it 25 or 30 miles away? It's it's 25 miles away. <laughs> oh, hop on your bike and move away for it. <laughs> okay. well, okay. So here's what I would do, Dorian. I I would uh-huh. try that first. Okay. You know, so in other words, quickly oscillate the wheel left, right, left, right, left, right, while you're trying to turn the key. Okay, so and the faster you go left, right, left, right, left, right, and turn the key, the, the better, you, the better your chances are that it'll start up. Yeah. Okay. okay. If it does, I would drive it to the Honda dealer. Or actually, you don't have to go to a Honda dealer. You can go almost any place and get a new key made. Okay. It may be that the key is just worn out. Or if you have another key to the car, try that one. Well, he does have another key, and that one doesn't turn the ignition at all. Oh well, uh. it may it may be time for two new keys or a new, or a new ignition lock. Okay. You know, but you but you didn't do it. I mean, the the car is you know eleven years old, <laughs> and 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 uh, and it, this, these things can happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, this would be a good test. And just leaving the key in it, as you say, you did, did okay. not do it. Yeah, you didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, he, he. I was trying to see if there was maybe some way I could get it fixed really quickly before he came back. Well, a new Monday. key is the easiest way to get it fixed quickly. Okay. And actually, the best way to do it is to have the, the dealer clip you a new key. You know, they, they can make you a key without using yours as the as the model. Okay. And, and, and so a new key would be just like the original key. And if that works, then you then throw his other keys away and get a couple of new keys and you're good to go. Okay. If it doesn't work, then you may have to replace the ignition lock and it'll come with the with the, a new key and everything. So if I, if I try to jiggle the wheel and start the car and it doesn't Start, then, well, then you... I have to get it towed. To, I should just get it towed to the dealership. Yeah, I get a couple of friends that will help you drag it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Dorian. Okay, thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two. Mother Teresa. I don't believe that story at all. Mother Teresa. Eight two five. Hello. 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 Who's this? 
This is Jordan from Birmingham. Hi, Jordan. What's going on? Well, Birmingham, drive, Alabama? Yep, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. I drive a 99 Honda Accord uh, with manual transmission. Mm -hmm. I go to school in North Carolina, and when I'm in the mountains of, of North Carolina or going down any really steep hill, whenever I touch the brake on my car it, at all, the car starts to shudder, and it makes this noise. It sounds like da 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 and it'll go on until I take my foot off the brake. And oh, that's the chicken dance thing. How many miles in this car? It's uh, just about to hit 111,000. 11,000. Oh, yeah. You have warped uh, brakes, warped disc rotors. And Warp what, what you're hearing, and you're, fe you're feeling this in the brake pedal, too, probably. True? Um, yes. Yeah. Ah, what yes. you're, what you're okay. feeling is the warp being telegraphed through, through the, the brake fluid and into the pedal. Have you had the brakes done lately? Um, I haven't had them done lately. I took them in. How about ever? <laughs> I found, yeah. Um, I've replaced the pads at about 60,000 miles. Oh, oh, and that was the last time? Yes. Yeah, and at oh, 60,000, the, the, the disc rotors may have been okay, but they're warped now. Yeah. Okay. And, th and this car has disc brakes on all four wheels. No, it has... Uh, oh, there's drums in the pitch. back? Yeah, it has drums in the back. 99. 99. Okay, so there's drums in the back. And uh, it may be the drums that are warped, but generally you can determine that by going down a uh, hill, well, not very steep one, uh, and pulling on the emergency brake lever. And see if okay. it does the same thing. And if you get that, blub, 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 then it's the rear drums that are warped. Yeah, my guess is that you're not going to feel that. It's just going to slow down because I think it's the front wheel. I do, too. You do? Okay, so the rotor's in the front? Yeah, and by the way, when you're going down those those mountain passes, you know, you should be in a lower gear, too. You shouldn't be riding your brake. It's 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 not a good idea. And that may have led to the discs getting warped in the first place. You may have overheated them. Okay, because I have been usually just riding the brake. Ah, so. yeah, yeah, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that actually brings me to to a follow up. I have this long running debate with a friend of mine that drives an automatic transmission. Yeah. And he uses the engine to brake on almost all hills. Does that do more damage to the transmission than it does good? No. No. He's doing exactly the right thing. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, you, when you say all hills, it's, it's like, you know, you, I'm talking about hills here that are more long than ones. a quarter of a mile long. You know, if, if he's getting to the top of a hill that is a quarter of a mile downhill, I don't think I'd be downshifting a lot to, to uh, in that case, to keep the vehicle speed maintained. But on a longer hill, anything over that, you sure, it's okay to downshift. Well, I guess I lost that bet. I guess, yeah, you lost that bet, and you need new brakes. <laughs> Bad day for you, Jordan. Bad day. Hey, good but luck, Thanks Jordan. for your call. Have a nice day. Tomorrow <laughs> will be better. <laughs> I hope so. Hey, thank you. Look, before we take more calls, I think we have to pause for a minute to give our stations a chance to disclaim any knowledge of us. Should I be doing that in my personal life? <laughs> I mean, pausing once in a while to allow my family and friends to make sure everybody around them knows they have no connection to me. <laughs> Oh, that won't be necessary. They've already printed up the T-shirts that say, I'm not with stupid. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so what's the new puzzler about? Well, it's about knitting. Wow. Oh, oh I wouldn't go wow yet. Where do you hear it? <laughs> I, I, I like it already. Okay, stay tuned for that and for more of your calls in just a minute. And even those single-celled organisms complain that we give evolution a bad name whenever they hear us say it. This ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and, of course, the new puzzler. Yeah. And, it's about uh, knitting, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was sent in a while ago. 2002. <laughs> <laughs> By a fellow named uh, Jeff... Abu Zahab, if I pronounced it 
uh, correctly. I'm sure I didn't, but uh, he'll know. If, if he's still listening, he'll, <laughs> he'll know it's his, maybe. My wife and I have been dieting for the last uh, few months, and it's been hard. Uh, and to keep her, herself from snacking, she decided to take up knitting. I decided to take up casting uh, porcelain miniatures of my favorite foods. That's been my hobby, so I don't, you know, snack between meals. <laughs> you know, so I, 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 so according to Jeff, he's done a little hot fudge sundae, you know, with yeah. the chocolate sauce and, and that uh, oh. frothy whipped cream on the, the top and the cherry. Never mind, I'm getting carried away here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my wife was busy uh, knitting a scarf the other night, and she had been working on it for a few days. And after completing one of the rows, she held up the partially finished scarf to show me her progress. How much longer can I make the scarf before I run out of yarn, she asked. I looked at the three feet of scarf hanging off the one knitting needle in her left hand, and she had a grapefruit-sized ball of yarn and an empty knitting needle in her other hand. And I said, well, knit until you run out, right? Well, sure. I can't. I'm doing something called the diagonal stitch, and I need to know how much further I can knit so I can gauge when to start dropping stitches to finish it off. You know, it's oh. a different stitches at the end of the right. of the scarf, right? Well, we'll just measure the yarn left and the ball and subtract it from the length you started with, and we'll know how much you used and how much more you can go. We're not doing that, she said, because I don't know how much I started with, and I'm not going to unravel the three feet of scarf I already knitted, you moron. Ah. Right? Yeah. Hmm. I thought for a moment, and then the solution came to me. I took the scarf that was on the knitting needle and the ball of yarn connected to it and the empty needle, and I ran into the kitchen. And in a minute, I came back and said, you can knit two more feet before you run out. And she did. The question is, what did I do in the kitchen? Now, if you think you know the answer. Wow. I got myself a snack, obviously, but I did <laughs> something else. Now, if you think you know the answer, write it on the seat of a Wisconsin W3600 grounds maintenance tractor. <laughs> with a Yanma V750 liquid-cooled diesel engine, stainless steel deck pan, Synchronized overlapping blades, Kevlar-reinforced timing belts, hydraulic drive system, power steering, halogen headlights, of course, and a license plate that says, Ramey. <laughs> <laughs> and send it to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our fifth city. Matt 02238. Or you can email us your answer from cartalk.com. Now, if you have a car question for us right now, don't be shy. Give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-2278. Hi, my name is Vicki Logan. I'm from Linster, Minnesota. I need the first Vic name again. Vicki? Vicki. Oh, Vicki, I'm sorry. Vicky from where? Logan. Yep, and I'm from Lindstrom, Minnesota. Lindstrom? Uh -huh. Yep, up north. Yeah, now you, 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 you've been there. You've been a lifer, huh? No, actually, I grew up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Same thing, only different. <laughs> Same thing, only off to the west a little more. <laughs> Is it snowing there now? <laughs> um, no, but I heard it was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, what's going on, Vicky? Well, I have a 2000 Chevy Silverado with all the four-wheel drive yeah. stuff and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, lately, it's decided to have a mind of its own, and the steering wheel vibrates for no apparent reason. I'll be driving down the road. It can be pavement, so it's smooth, and then it'll just start vibrating. Oh, I don't. You mean like it this. starts vibrating when you only when you're moving? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it doesn't do it all the time. Only when it feels like it. Yeah, and it feels like it when you don't feel like it. I Correct. Bet. Yeah. It feels like it when I'm driving, but when I take it in, it's not going to do it. How how fast do you have to go? I can go any any speed. No, I mean, will it do it at two miles an hour? It'll do it at two miles. It'll do it at 55. It'll do it for five seconds. It'll do it for 50 miles. It's it just kind of on again, off again. And when it does do huh. it, is it always the same? In other words, when you say it vibrates, is the vibr is the period... The vibration of... is always the same. No matter how fast you're going. Yeah. And when, you, when you've come to a complete stop, does it continue or does it stop? Nope, it stops. Because so, the vehicle stops. So it, the vehicle has to be moving. It has to be moving, but no matter how slowly it moves or how fast it moves, the vibration is consistent. Correct. And it's been doing this for how long? Um, that, Probably the last, like, two months or so. I, I only use it when, you know, it's winter out or when I'm hauling stuff. So you, But as soon as you, if you stop this thing, the second you have stopped moving. It stops. 
it, it stops. stops even though you haven't touched the shifter. Correct. Wow. That see, my original is... feeling was it was a tie rod end or something like that mm. worn out because that and that can be dangerous. And your vehicle is the right age Absolutely. to have some kind of a vibration, but it would change dramatically as your speed changed. It would never be constant. And, so, and what's funny is I just had because I had some bald tires. I just had tires replaced and balanced and all that stuff so and they would have picked up a tie rod or a ball joint or, or anything like that that was worn out because that's how those guys pay for those sixty thousand dollar alignment machines right yeah so, so we're, we're both lost <laughs> oh that's okay i'm lost too that's why i called <laughs> and then it like i said um i can't i can take it in and it's not going to do it for them and w- Oh, she's <laughs> Vicky, you know, we Vicky gotta go. <laughs> the guy's here, and you know, it's lunchtime, and we just, you know, and these guys, they, if you don't get the door right away, they, uh. Yeah, they'll, they'll take the food back with them. <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter what speed you're going at. And it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Have you, if you try, can you make it go away by like stabbing the brake pedal really quickly or accelerating, or is there anything you can do to make a change? You know, I never really thought about it. I just kind of figured, you know, if it's going to do something, it's going to do something, and I just keep going. Yeah, I mean, my, my inclination is to think it's something fairly benign, only because nothing serious has happened yet. But I... I, I, I don't like that. What, benign? I don't like saying it's benign on such weak evidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a gremlin. Who knows? All right, well, in that, in that case, then, that we didn't get rid of you with the Chinese food guy. We're going to have to spin the wheel of misfortune. Okay. And, and see, see what it is. Give it a spin. Uh, all right. You ready, Vicky? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Close your eyes because that's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> there that's we usually go. usually how I drive. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is Minnesota. Okay. Here it comes. It's slowing down. It's slowing down. Oh! Oh! Jeez. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad. It's in fact, not right, but it's No, not no. Bad. It, it may be good. You know what? It came up. You're not going to believe this, that it's inside the transmission. And it very well could be, because it stops when you stop, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. the trans and so there's the, obviously there are parts of the transmission which are turning when when you are stopped, mm-hmm. but there are lots of parts. In fact, the vast majority of them are not turning when you stopped. Yeah. So it may be that it is inside the transmission, but but uh, boy, I, this is the first time ever <laughs> that it's ever been close. That it's ever been close, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'll see that I'm a for, you know what can I say? I I do the first for everyone. <laughs> Well, it, it, to, to be on the safe side, you should have someone check out the truck to determine that all the stuff that could do you harm is okay. Ball joints, tire ends. And even though I know you had an alignment done recently, have that stuff double-checked. Make sure the steering coupling is checked and, and uh, make sure that there's nothing impinging on the steering column that would cause a vibration to come up through. I mean, they could find you have a bad motor mount. You could have a transmission cooler line that's vibrating against something. It could be something benign like that. But it would be nice to eliminate all the things that could could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. So do that, and then you can drive it. Okay. All right. And 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 experiment. And you know, and and when it's doing it, you know, try doing things like tapping the brake and see if you can get it to change. Putting it into neutral. Yeah. Try not to hit reverse when you're doing sixty. But neutral's good. (laughs) Good luck, Vicky. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> See you later. I'll, I'll call you and tell you what the problem is. Please oh, do. Great. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Oh, she'll be on Stump the Chumps pretty soon. Oh, yeah. 888-CAR-TALK. <laughs> That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Amy calling from Sacramento, California. Hi, Sacramento. Amy. Hello. I, I oh, sense a little I... hesitation in your... The statement of your name, like this isn't your real name, Amy. Like maybe you're using a false name here. <laughs> it is my real name. <laughs> yeah, and is it just A M Y? Just A M Y, plain and simple. Plain and okay. simple. So what's up? Maybe it's the fact that you're a Californian that we, that we, can, uh... we don't trust any of them. Yeah, <laughs> we are questionable. That's the reason for the hesitation. Anyway, what's up? Well, I drive a 2004 Subaru Outback and. A few days ago, I got into my car and noticed it was tilted a little to one side. So I got out thinking, you know, I must have a flat tire. And I get out to look, and I have no tire at all. Uh, <laughs> Someone uh-huh. stole my tire and the wheel. But and the wheel. One. Yeah. <laughs> but Right in downtown Sacramento? <laughs> See, we've been to Sacramento. It seems like such a sleepy yeah. little, safe little town. <laughs> 
Well, so I called, you know, a couple of tire places, and they said since it's an all-wheel drive that I have to replace all four tires because the drivetrain could get messed up if the tread isn't matching on all four tires. And I called the dealer, and they said the same thing. Well, you, 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 so you call, who did you call first, a junkyard? Um, well, I, I, got a, I got a wheel from a junkyard. But... Okay, and is it, is, it a, is it an exact match for your, is the wheel exactly like the one that was stolen? Yeah, I don't know if it's the one that was stolen, but... No, no, but it's exactly like it. But, but it's, yeah. it's exactly like it, and if you can buy a tire that matches the other three, mm-hmm. you know, the same brand... And and has you know and if the other three aren't all worn out, well they're about fifty percent worn. About fifty percent worn. Yeah. Well, you know what I would do? I would buy a tire from the same place that you bought the wheel. Well, I tried that and they didn't have one. And I did find online. I did find a place that actually shreds tires to match the tread of your other tires. Oh, so they they, they will they will wear them oh. down. Yeah, and yeah. They, well, it's a place that does it for, um, you know, racing cars. So I thought, well, why not my car? Sure, sure. <laughs> but it's only done, the only place I could find that does it is Indiana. So it ends up being too expensive to ship it. And Oh, there's so. going to be so, anything you want to find in the world, automotive, is on La Cienega Boulevard in California. In Southern, in <laughs> so there's going to be some place in Southern California that does this. I can't believe that the only place is Indiana. Yeah, I I tried calling just about every tire company in Sacramento, and no one, some of them hadn't even heard of it. I would have thought at least they would know who yeah, well, tried tires. It is kind of an unusual request. I want you to wear my tires down. <laughs> I mean, I you got to go online to find this. This yeah. is something that is not going to be easy to. Well, either that, or yeah. look, at, you go to you go to uh, you go to your home center and you buy a Dewalt belt sander. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about it. Just a really sharp knife, maybe, would work. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 how uh, Burt Monroe made his racing slicks. Uh, but no, no, you, you really can't do this yourself. It's obviously going to take a machine. But oh no, I, I like your pluck, Amy. I wouldn't give up on this because because well, first of all, before we go even to that point, uh-huh. how, how do you know? That the people from that stole your tire and wheel the first time aren't going to come back and steal your brand new tire and wheel. Yeah, I don't know. Well, or worse that's... than that, they may be they may be working hand in hand with the dealership guys, and they're going to come back and steal four tires and wheels one at a time. I know. Well, I put locking nuts on the other tire, so that uh. might help deter. But the weird thing to me is, I mean, a Subaru. Who would? Still a Subaru tire. <laughs> well, it's you know someone who who blew out a tire and didn't have the money to buy four yeah. new ones, which is exactly the boat that you are in now. So, I think you should turn to crime here. I think you should you should go out and steal a tire and wheel yourself. It's pretty easy to do, obviously. So you don't have a spare anywhere. I well, I have a spare, but it doesn't match the other tire. Yeah, it's it's, one a, of it's those. a space yeah. saver. Yeah. But I do have an extra jack because whoever stole my tire and wheel left the jack. Oh. <laughs> Well, that was awfully, <laughs> awfully nice of them, you know. But you know, you could uh, just buy a used tire that's got twenty-five thousand miles of wear on it. That's what you really want. What yeah. kind? Of, what kind of a tire is it that you have on this car? What make? They're um, Bridgestone Potenzas. Potenza, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, there have got to be thousands of Bridgestone Potenzas around with twenty-five thousand miles of wear. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, I guess just not in Sacramento. <laughs> Don't forget, if, if you were if, if you were to go into your dealership tomorrow or your tire dealer and buy four new tires, mm-hmm. they would have three Potenzas mm. with 25,000 miles of wear on exactly. them. Exactly. So you might just get lucky and call a bunch of tire dealers in your area, and you're going to find somebody who has one. I would do that first. Don't give up, Amy. And it doesn't <laughs> so, have to be precise. It has to be close. It has to be close, exactly. So it doesn't have to be exact. And- no. no. I mean, it could be anywhere from 40 to 60% would be fine by you. Yeah. Okay. Maybe okay. even wider than that. Yeah. You okay. might be able to go to tw- either 20% and 80%. So I would look around. I would. You'll find the tire dealer that has exactly this tire. It's a very popular brand, and it's a very popular model of that brand. Okay. Check online. 
you know, uh-huh. you, if you find one in, you know, Boston, if, I, I may have one at the shop. <laughs> if, I do, I'll, yeah. if I do, I'll ship you one. You ship it this way? Yeah, $206, but it's worth it. <laughs> Good luck, Amy. Thank you very much. See you later. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Oh Don't give boy. in. <laughs> Well, look, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Yeah, me too. Our esteemed producer is Doug, the subway fugitive, not a slave to fashion, bongo boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug, the old gray mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the East Crimea, quesadilla, ice sangria, corn tortilla, salsa fria, tia maria, cherry garcia, and three musketeer, big lunch idea, is John Bugsy Lawler. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist, of course, is Bud Tugley. Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. Our wardrobe advisor is Luke Howard Fitzhugh. Our Ralph Cramden impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Ahmed Ahmed Ahmed. <laughs> our physics graduate student is Laura Venersha. Our Russian chauffeur is Pikov and Dropoff. Our head of front desk security is Constance Noring. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Lewis Dewey, known to the professors wearing seersucker jackets with elbow patches in Harvard Square as Huey Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack the Tapper Brothers, and uh, don't drive like my brother. Yeah, don't drive like my brother. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of the show, which is number 723, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts, are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, a new instant online diagnostic tool capable of giving you an immediate answer to any car problem that you present to it. Oh, is it uh, database-driven? No. Uh, interactive with live technicians? No. So, uh, what's it based on? A bicycle wheel. Oh. <laughs> you spin it, and wherever it stops, that's your answer. Sounds bogus to exactly me. Exactly right. <laughs> we use it all the time on the show. It's the online version of our Wheel of Automotive Misfortune, <laughs> available right now at cartalk.com. Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even those cicadas dive back underground for another 17 years whenever <laughs> they hear us say it. This is NPR, National Public Radio.